Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the third break in two months. <laughs> After this, we need another break. And we need another break from Charmed. <laughs> uh, tonight we watched uh, season one, episode 13. I can't believe we're only 13 episodes in. Uh, mm. Manic Pixie Nightmare. It's more like Manic uh, Phoebe Nightmare. <laughs> Phelan, uh, have you ever heard the term Manic Pixie Dream Girl? No. Okay, this is specifically what they're making fun of in this episode, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the description to you and for anyone in the audience who happens to not know what this is. Okay, so Manic Pixie Dream Girl, according to Wikipedia, I'm just going to read it here, is a stock character type in films. Film critic Nathan Rabin, who coined the term after observing Kirsten Dunst's character in Elizabethtown, said that the Manic Pixie Dream Girl exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. Manic Pixie Dream Girls are said to help their men without pursuing their own happiness, and such characters never grow up, thus their men never grow up. So uh, it, they're making fun of a lot of the cliches and things like this. Like, let's go splash in puddles together and puppies and we're going to just live our, our best life out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that's kind of um, that's kind of clever what they were doing there. Like, literally, it's a pixie. And mm -hmm. when they opened the episode with that song we were making fun of <laughs> the, right. um, earlier on with... <laughs> Yeah. Well, lyrics to the song are almost to my head. <laughs> I know the swing, swing, yeah. something, something. So, something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We got it perfectly. So something, so something. <laughs> Everyone set that to your ringtones. <laughs> yeah, so something. Pixies. Does this change the episode a little bit for you, knowing specifically what they're parodying here? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess that one aspect means something to me now, but doesn't change a lot of the other content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this a good episode, but the plot is is clever. Like, I think like that yeah, idea is clever. Yeah, I think that's funny. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, the the execution's a little off. I mean, yeah. mostly the execution of our main characters. <laughs> oh yeah, there's tons of annoying stuff going on here that that I want to get into in more detail. Um. First, uh, I want to let people know, uh, apparently, I found out this through the comments, that this is the first official episode they started filming after they had more episodes ordered, so mm. they weren't rushing things as much, and this was after they've gotten some feedback, I think, too, so, like, this is why they're trying to slow down? I don't know how successful uh, they were. It didn't seem that different to me, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so the vague plot of this episode is there is a evil pixie on the loose that is killing sensitive film student type guys and attacking white guys specifically. A uh, bunch of stupid stuff happens. Everyone's got their own ongoing plots as usual. 
Just imagining now Tommy Lee Jones. We've got a pixie on the loose! What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or doghouse in that area. <laughs> oh my god, that's so random. Yeah. Um, the pixie, like the way they portrayed them, like, I don't know, it's like like a high hippie <laughs> like, well it, it was like that type of character uh-huh but she's just so spaced <laughs> sure well that's what makes it annoying when you see that archetype in right. uh, movies where it's like they got the the dyed hair and the the glitter and they're you know talking about puppies and random and Splashing in mm. puddles on the streets and how, you know, you could just live your best life if you just let go. Mm. Be the child inside. Yeah, be the flower child. Be the flower child. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was annoying in a way that was intentional because that's exactly the type of character she's supposed to be. Right. Well, here's some things about it that were um, <laughs> a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> when they go into the pixies um and harry brings out a pictionary it's pictionary but it's with the pics at the beginning yeah pictionary he talks about how etsy and pinterest are filled with pixies pixies mm. made tom cruise jump on oprah's couch <laughs> yeah i'm glad we learned that <laughs> When he is high on pixie dust, uh, pretty much when anyone's high on pixie dust in this episode, it is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote, that was like a section of my note. I just wrote embarrassment. That was the complete yeah. thought was embarrassment. <laughs> embarrassment. <laughs> she keeps um, luring these, uh, these white guys out to their death or injury. I thought it was a bit of a a stretch that they come to that being a linking thing that quick. Like, yeah. she, he killed, like, what, three people or something? And they're like, oh, it's all white guys. Like, I don't know if you come to that conclusion that that's a linking thing, <laughs> like, immediately. Yeah, I don't know about that, because, like... White people generally aren't targeted, like, in hate crimes and stuff like that, so you, you wouldn't mm -hmm. jump to that, um, especially, like, I'm sure the class is, is diverse enough that they thought that was a distinctive thing, that they were white, but I wouldn't, if I was investigating that, I wouldn't jump to that. Yeah, maybe if, like, the whole class was, like, you no know, other ethnicities, and then there's just, like, a little group of white people maybe but otherwise i don't know i feel like it's pretty quick to be like oh yeah it's definitely white guys well the fact that they they that ends up being the reason was that um this uh this film student guy uh captured this pixie's heart and was making her kill off these other guys in the class because he wanted to be invited to this film seminar and he thought that they would only take one white guy because he's the type of douche that thinks, like, forced diversity means they're just going to pick people because of the color of their skin or whatever. And, like, I, I thought that was an alright way of integrating something like that. It was similar to what they did in the pilot. Like, this guy apparently has no, I don't know, confidence in his own work. So he's just like, I'm going to 
have people murdered so I can get, like, in this film thing. Like, you're not going to get far. You're going to have to have everyone murdered all the time. And, like, look, my garbage film did well because I killed everyone. Yeah, they're like, uh, thanks to all these mysterious deaths, we're going to take the token white guy in. Kill Whitey! Uh, he's an idiot. I mean, the kind of idiot that thinks, like, you know, you're you're not going to be brought in because they're inviting too many brown people to these things. Like, it's just stupid. When um one of the guys, like, the, the guy in the opening, he's, like, live streaming this thing, and that's how they find out about it, Um, when the, the pixie makes him jump off of a roof. And uh, they have another guy that they meet at the hipster memorial for this guy, full of just hipsters. <laughs> Yeah, it's and, uh, like, what? But they're, it's like at a bar, too, because they're, like, hipsters yeah. and all drinking. Like. <laughs> they got the hipster aesthetic down for all of these people, and they're yeah. watching, like, his film, where he's, like, checking off, like, his gender, like, it says, like, the, uh, you know, male, female, non-conforming, and then he wrote in, human, checks it yeah. off. <laughs> I love how just casually Parker comes up with a beer in his hand at this wake, too. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, there's the guy you should talk to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get I'll get to Parker in this one for sure. Um, <laughs> but um, the guy, one of the guys goes out to get his phone from the car that has this live stream on it, because apparently he just leaves his phone in the car for some reason. And he gets hit by a car because he meets up with the pixie. And then when the pixie is, like, pixieing off with her, like, glitter dust or whatever, all the charmed ones, like, go out there, callously do not care about this guy being hit by a car. And they're like, mm. could that be her? Could, th- yeah. could that be the pixie, <laughs> do you think? Yeah, really, I don't know what else it like, could be. Bothered me. It's just like, okay, guys, like this guy might be dead. They say later he's not, but they don't know. All they know is someone just got run over. They don't know what state he's in, and yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. I thought he was dead. Yeah, I thought he was dead till they said he wasn't. After I'm like, oh, does that make it okay now that they were callous about it because he was proved not to be dead? <laughs> no. They're acting like a bunch of assholes in this one. Like, this, more than any other episode, felt like old school charmed and not in a good way. Maggie went full Phoebe. It was so annoying. From her very first scene. Yeah. Her stuff with Parker in this episode, it's completely the Cole thing. And it's, uh, ooh, really great on me. Yeah. It was just, like, they copied lines from original Charmed and just went... Phoebe, Maggie, Colch, Parker. (laughs) They ended the last episode with them saying that she wasn't mad at him, that they were like cool. And I realize there's probably going to still be some tension, but she's acting like just like, "Eh, how dare Cole come and ruin my life? Except it's how dare Parker come ruin my life? (laughs) He shouldn't exist anymore. (laughs) Well... Parker shows up at their house to be like, Hey, Maggie, did you, did you get the homework? And then he's like, Oh, by the way, I, uh, here's an invitation to this memorial. Thought you might want to go. Also, I think a pixie might be involved. So something mysterious. Yeah. And um, so he's got his exposition letter to give to her. And she goes in with it, and she's talking to Harry and thinks that this might just be an excuse to see her because everything's about her. 
And she says to Harry, isn't it time for you to move out? You're all healed from Tartarus, right? It'd be nice to have our attic back. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're going to move out again. <laughs> What a bitchy move. (laughs) She's like, you're all healed up, right? Yeah, it's time to move out. You're taking up too much space in this giant mansion of our home that we have. (laughs) I don't want another white guy under our roof. (laughs) (laughs) You wonder why her crying for him in like a couple episodes ago felt so fake. Well, there you go. It's like clearly she doesn't care about him. The Tartarus thing should have meant something more to her, too. She was there with him for two seconds and was freaking the hell out. Uh-huh, yeah. And you're all healed up from that, right? <laughs> Broke immediately. Like, ah. Uh. Like, this is the guy who just saw his son, too. Like, I don't know if that story's gotten around yet, because people always seem to know everything. They tell every- each other everything off screen. Assume that she knows. <laughs> Yeah, so like, oh yeah, you're you're all over that stupid son family crap, right? Move out! I want my attic! Why'd she throw that in so passive-aggressively? It was weird the way that she said that. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's so, like, invasive with other people, too. Like, she, like, grabs onto uh, Mel's shoulder and is just like, Oh, you're sleeping with Jada, huh? Like, Mm -hmm. it was exactly like when Phoebe got her powers and she was just like getting up in everyone's business and then acting like it was a disservice to her that she had to like deal with other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it is really inconvenient to me that you're going through stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ma- what are Maggie's powers in the show though? This is very confusing to me because mind reading and empathy are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and then she uses her powers to, like, manipulate people's minds, which is a totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the first, I don't know, really useful thing I guess she's had lately is the fact she can pull that one out now. But yeah, it's a completely different power. <laughs> Didn't she find out in one of them she could, like, manipulate people's emotions or something or other? Did she? I feel like there was something that they said she could do, but I don't I don't know what this had to like knocking them out of the pixie nightmare or whatever yeah, that they were she in. She can sober them up. <laughs> did she do that if you know they're just like high or drunk? Like she can just sober someone up now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when Harry tells her like we should actually check into this pixie thing Parker told you about and she's so She's upset that he didn't just come as an excuse to see her. <laughs> but she's also like, I can't stand he exists. Like, ugh. Yeah, and then when Harry suggests later that they go to, like, Parker for some more help or insight on this. First of all, why is Harry suggesting this? But secondly, mm. she's like, eh, we don't need Parker. Yeah. And we exactly. don't need him. One of those lines just felt like they scratched out, we don't need Colch Parker. <laughs> yeah, and I, but um, in this case, I don't know how helpful he could be. I don't know why they don't consult the Book of Shadows for any of this stuff. Like, that seemed to be the go-to they had before. I don't know why yeah. they don't check the science app or any of these other things. They're just like, mm-hmm. they're not using the tools at their disposal. But, like, I don't know. If you want to, like, say, though, like, Parker maybe knows something about some of the people involved or maybe has some info like like people are dying here so maybe not make it about you and your little hang-ups about him right now 
<laughs> well, nobody is really giving a shit. They're all doing their own thing. Like, Mel just fucks off in the middle of it because she got an urgent text from Jada. And it turns <sighs> out she just wanted her to meet her parents. <laughs> By the way, those two are at sleeping together stage now. I'm like, what? This seems to have jumped ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember them making out, but now they're just, like, girlfriends. And it seemed like she was conflicted because of Nico, but now she doesn't care? Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, when Mel gets there, um, she, like, after Jada lets Mel know it's not really about anything urgent, she should have be like, oh, well, I was kind of doing something urgent because there's a murderous pixie on the loose right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of trying to stop that. Someone could be dying right now as we're sitting here on the bed just having a chit-chat about your parents. <laughs> this can wait. And it's not like she has to hide anything from Jada. She's magical, too, so it's so stupid they sit around acting like this is a pressing issue. She could have brought Jada along because yeah. she and her have been, like, vigilante superheroes off on their own. So why wouldn't she do anything with her? No, it's just the show's, like, insistence on, like, separating people off into their own plots sometimes. So it's just like, okay, well, I'm here now, so... I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> she, out of all of them, seems the most disconnected from what's happening in the rest of the show around mm. this point. Like, she's just off doing her own stuff with them that's not incredibly interesting so far. They're all fairly separate. Like, a lot of the time, it feels like. like At I'm... least, like, Macy seems to be engaging with, like, Maggie's stuff somewhat. Like, when they're at mm. the hipster memorial, she's like, oh, no, I didn't think Parker would be here. Like, he invited us, right? Like, he's like, yeah. I invited you guys. <laughs> Um, and Macy says to Macy says to Maggie, "You're staring at him like you're on a hunger strike, and he, he's a human-sized bag of cheese puffs. <laughs> That's right out of Riverdale, right? Like uh-huh. <laughs> that's six more reasons to grab that ginger bull by the horns. <laughs> uh, it's hard to be a white guy like Parker, though. <laughs> he smells like stale beer and white privilege. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Can we, can we talk about Parker in this episode a little bit? <laughs> it's not easy to be Parker. It's not easy being cheesy. <laughs> he um he seems like a different character right now, doesn't he? Yeah, they're definitely revising him. He's he totally different, and I have no idea what they're doing. I was amused by this, but it wasn't always good. Um. <laughs> I want to say it was better. It was better. Like, he's still not like, oh, yeah, like, it's not like the Galvin fix where they really made him an interesting character at all. But it's like, I don't know, maybe it's on a direction where he'll be more tolerable. We'll see. (laughs) It's hard to tell with this one because there were portions of it where he's like under a spell. And so Mm -hmm. not he's not supposed to be in character anyway. But like... It's, yeah, it's not the same as with Galvin, because, like, Galvin, like, I like him now. Like, I like his character. With Parker, I'm still like, what is happening here? Yeah, when he's, like, he... talking about the puppy and saying, like, yeppers and yay yeah. and all this stuff, like, it what? Mm, I don't know about this actor. I'm not sure 
what type of character would fit him very well. I don't think either one of them really is <laughs> is his niche. Mm-hmm. Like dark broody guy or yuppers and yay. I do like finding out that he always wanted a puppy, but his dad <laughs> didn't like pets. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, hey dad, if I can't get a guitar, can I get a puppy? <laughs> no, you can't get a puppy. I hate pets. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go to hell today. I can't take care. Are you going to take care of the puppy if we get one? Yeah, Dad. I totally can't take care of the... A puppy's a big responsibility, Parker. <laughs> Come on, Dad. I like he gives the puppy a black harness at the end, though. Because <laughs> he's <laughs> he's half demons. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the puppy as the, as the sorority's mascot. <laughs> <laughs> We'll watch Psycho 2 at the sorority. Yeah, Yeah, I like that there was a Psycho 2 post. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good. I don't know. Strange direction for Parker. I'm glad it's going away from what it was. I don't know where it's at currently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Macy's plot is also sort of tied in with Maggie's because it has to do with Parker. I think that's why it it makes it seem like their stories are happening together more than Mel's. Little. I mean, she still goes off with Galvin and they have their own adventures sometimes. That's true. That's true. They were off doing their own thing with the seance. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, it was still the better parts of the episode though, was her and Galvin. Yeah, um, she's still doing experiments, or she's starting to do experiments with Parker Mom, mm. and uh, we find out that Galvin, Galvin just, I can't speak Galvin. tonight, Galvin. He's like, Galvin, Galvin, he's like Galvin's head on a dolphin. Macy! <laughs> 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 Well, that is wild. (laughs) I'm a dolphin now. That is wild. That is wild. That's what happens when you're a misogynist. (laughs) Turn into a dolphin. (laughs) Smells like dolphin privilege in this seat. (laughs) Dolphins are the white people of the sea. Isn't that right, Echo, you fucking misogynist? (laughs) Piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, He just knows about the demon blood? That was a huge deal in the last episode. And here, they're just talking about it casually. Mm -hmm. They never show us these big moments. Yeah, they just keep doing this. Like, hey, it might be a nice thing to see this character find this out, but nah. (laughs) Yeah, like that that would be a character moment and uh mm-hmm. they they seem to be refusing to do this at this point. Yeah, especially like one who's tied to her story as much as Galvin is, so it might be good to show that. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what it was when they found out about this in the bathroom, he was still passed out in the toilet in the stall, <laughs> so he heard all of this uh, in yeah. his sleep, and he, he subconsciously knew about it already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he comes up with a plan. First of all, I think Galvin is being more proactive than any of them at this point, because this Manic Pixie thing, like, they go off and, like, 
are just out on the street doing this, like like street detective style. And he's, like, using his resources, and he finds out about Mama Ross. Hello, how are you today? Who they already know, but he does this independently. And uh, he he thinks that she can use a spell to summon his dead grandmother. Mm-hmm. So they got Grandma Ghost, French style. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and they want they want to talk to her about summoning a mystical surgeon to get the EB out of her. Yeah. I like that Galvin broke out the French in this when he's talking to his dead grandma. Yeah. Well, that's like that's a nice bit of the the multicultural magic using mm. in there the, with the 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 voodoo French Haitian kind of stuff. Mhm. Yeah, I'm I'm interested where that story is going to go. And I liked his grandma, and she, like, summons him into Ghost World to, like, warn him about the E.B. Yeah. I like the effect they did, too, when Galvin's coming out of that, and you see his eyes roll back to normal. Like, because they're all rolled back into his head, then they come back. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of creepy, too, like, when Macy's yelling at Galvin as he's convulsing on the floor, and she tries to get, um the psychic woman to help and she's just there down with her head like looking creepy too it's just like yeah it's a bit of a bad situation isn't it there's one person just standing there frozen with their head down and another one convulsing on the floor like, see that seems like the time that she should have been speed dialing her sisters saying like demon attack help or whatever <laughs> no I, I think because Macy's the smartest one out of the three she didn't call them. <laughs> she, she would text them and they're like, we're getting manis and petties. We can't stop. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't deal with this right now. Parker exists mad. And then she'd text um, Mal and she'd be like, sleep with Jada. Can't come. Talking about parents. <laughs> Kissy emoji. Shrug. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. Whatever. I'm the half-sister now, so I don't care. (laughs) This seems like this should be the priority. The fact that she's going to become a demon. But they're, like, they have nothing to do with this plot going on. And, like, Galvin seems to care more about this than her sisters do. Because Mm -hmm. he finds out, in order to get this uh, mystical surgeon to do this for them, he has to go to an island and pass a series of tests. Yeah. Gruesome tests, because his grandmother lost a finger doing the same thing. And he's willing to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fallen for Macy bad. Yeah, he's willing girl. to do this. <laughs> God, I am so over that um, aborted girlfriend plot. <laughs> wait what if summer comes back into the picture and he's like i don't know who to choose come with me calvin i don't know if i'd go for to a weird island of tests for you summer i've also got a demon in me oh whoa yo that is wild it's wild, but I don't like that you brought my pictures to that party so i'm gonna pass on going to an island for you Macy's so grateful she sleeps with him. Yeah. <laughs> she loses her virginity. Dun, dun, dun. And then Maggie kicks down the door and says, What does this have to do with Parker? <laughs> I can't have you having sex in here <laughs> when I'm not having sex. Parker, Parker, Parker! 
Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! Oh my god, can we talk about for a second? <laughs> Harry Incognito? <laughs> <laughs> I am Harry Incognito! <gasps> oh my god, this man is my exact double! That pixie is a puffy tail! You're a pixie! You're a puffy! You're a puffy! <laughs> Tremendous. There are times when I think that someone doing the writing is listening to these podcasts. <laughs> they throw in the like swing, swing, they got Harry incognito. Mm-hmm. I just feel, I feel it. I feel our <laughs> presence on show. <laughs> if they're listening to us, oh no, are they? Are they just doing all this Maggie stuff to annoy us? <laughs> hey guys, if you're listening, can one of Galvin's tests be turns into a dolphin? <laughs> I feel like Galvin yeah. is really... <laughs> then we'll know for sure if Galvin happens. Yeah. This is wild. We should... <laughs> we... Come up with a code word, okay? Go... Code word Galvin. <laughs> if you throw Galvin in there, we'll know you guys. you guys are listening in. <laughs> Can you guys just have Macy and the Galvin show, like, have them take over the majority of it and <laughs> you can kill the other two off? Hey, everybody, it's the Malvin show! Oh, man, the fact that they shot Jada with a crossbow, that was a pretty good fan service moment, wasn't it? Yeah, I like yeah. as her parents too. Her yeah. parents came in riot gear and shot her with a crossbow. You are not dating the charmed ones. I really hope like next episode is just like they take off their helmets and it's her parents, and they're just like normal ass suburban parents with like yeah. ties and sweaters yeah. underneath the riot gear. <laughs> They help the pixie by getting her heart back, and they have like a um, they have like a women supporting women moment where they're mm-hmm. like, you know, you p- pixies can like work together as a group to protect each other's hearts, and this won't happen again. Mm-hmm. They're like, you can get help from other people, not <laughs> us. Okay, <laughs> we're only the most powerful witches ever, but whatever. Yeah, I did like how they did that. It was just like subtly, oh, yeah, you can get help, like. From other pixies, not us. <laughs> it almost came off like um, in a, anything that has like a time travel plot and then they explain something that you already know. Like, you know, you could work together as a group. Together? Hmm. I like mm. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a radical concept. <laughs> we Plain like that he he can that um the weird film boy he could control the pixie because he hit her heart right yeah he stole yeah. her heart which was like an acorn necklace right and then when they give it back to her it seems like she suddenly has a heart again I guess like she didn't yeah. feel anything she was heartless that so yeah she, that was that was the plot yeah. right and she had a, <laughs> a nobody as well and kingdom hearts and did it did. And then they ate ice cream together, and she's like, oh my god, this ice cream's so random. Uh, (laughs) Isn't that right, Mickey? (laughs) Gorsh, that was an evil pixie. (laughs) Seth Ross, the pixie. (laughs) It was so funny when, um, when the pixie leaves... 
and they have the guy tied in a chair and they turn and it's like, Duh, like the charmed ones are going to torture him or something. Mm-hmm. And then it really was like horrifying. Like she, yeah. she mesmerizes him. Mel mesmerizes him into confessing these murders. Melsmerize. Melsmerized. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he really is responsible for them, so it's not like saying like he's confessing to something he didn't do, but right. it's still really horrifying that she uses her powers to do this. And seems guess. like that's a personal gain kind of thing. I mean um... I mean the guy deserves it, but <laughs> it's still <laughs> Yeah. Um... It's probably gonna go somewhere worse. It's obviously like this is her slippery slope down or whatever but i mean in this case it's like "Eh." (laughs) why why are two of them on a slippery slope down yeah why does macy have the demon plot and mel has the are they just doing what everyone thought about charmed in the first place like they just slowly become the villains Mm -hmm. you know you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain Mm -hmm. but macy is actively trying not to be where the other ones aren't. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> that's why Macy's likable and the other two aren't most of the time. Yeah, her and Galvin are really the, the best ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Maggie was so insufferable during parts of this episode. <laughs> she really was. Um, I was. I was not feeling Maggie. For parts of this, it really was just verging too much on Phoebe t- for me. Yeah, it's like uh, Mel. It's like okay, they got rid of the angry all the time thing, good. But now it's just like she's lackadaisical and doesn't care. Like she just goes with whatever is going on. Like oh, text from Jada. I'm peacing out. I'm here now. I'm yeah, I can't here. get a like a good gauge on Mel at all right now. They took away mm-hmm. the angry all the time and then replaced it with nothing. Mm-hmm. It just feels like yeah, she's a pro. She's just like really susceptible to anything that's told to her, like. Like in the Harry plot, which has been one of her better plots, but it's just like, hey, we're stuck in London, I gotta find my family. She just kind of goes, okay. (laughs) I feel like they needed to build up more about these characters together before they started doing these plots apart. Mm -hmm. Because like a big theme of Charmed in general is supposed to be sisters and family. But I don't really get this strong family vibe from them, even when it is plots involving, like, their mom or family issues. Mm-hmm. It's like, Maggie is so stupid at the end, like, when Macy's <laughs> trying to talk to her about, like, the fact she got she gets back together with Parker at the end of this, because, I don't know, she's oh. hit her anger limit and it overflowed back to zero, and then she's okay. like, I guess I like him again. After she, like, berates him for helping, because, like... <sighs> oh, yeah, because she didn't want him to help, and he, like, smokes inside to unlock the doors yeah. so that they oh, can, Yeah, that like... was so annoying. <laughs> Just, yeah. Like, you want more people to die? Like, shut up, it's not the time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very Phoebe thing to be doing. So selfish. Like, all this should count as personal gain for her. (laughs) Sure. All she is thinking about is herself constantly. 
God. Insufferable. Anyway, she gets back together with him, and then Macy's talking to her about getting back together with him, even though he's part demon. And, like, I thought Maggie is going to realize that she's also asking about this because it relates to her. And she seems oblivious to it the entire conversation. She's like, I can get over that crappy half-demon part of him. You know, it sucks, but I'm that good, you know. I'm just that awesome of a person. But to be half-demon, you have to be a real piece of shit. Right, Macy? <laughs> Gah. Like, ah, uh. <laughs> that's terrible. And like, <laughs> this is also making me like feel super bad for Parker that they got back together because if it's going down the coal ro- route, like get out while you can, dude. <laughs> uh-huh. it seems He's going to end up in hell sooner or later. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just don't want to rescue you. It's just too much. <laughs> <sighs> Can't you just die, Parker? <laughs> Like, oh, good empathy again, though, for Maggie. Like, I don't empathize with my sister. (laughs) I don't know. This is not empathy. They're calling this power empathy, but it's really not. I don't Mm. know what this is, but it's not empathy. She certainly doesn't have empathy for others. (laughs) No. They they got that down pat from the original Charmed. All right, well, uh, I, I was not a fan of Maggie this week, but I can say I was a fan of Maggie's fashion. Because it's the fashion segment! Fashion! (laughs) Fashion! Alright, I got my list here, okay? Everyone's got some good stuff going on. We have Galvin in a uh, gray giant checkered shirt, which Mm -hmm. I thought was good under his gray lab coat. He was 50 shades of cool right there. Yeah, spiffy. Uh, Mel has a lightning bolt shirt and a 60s-inspired polka dot turtleneck. Mm. Uh, Harry Incognito (laughs) with his uh, emo glasses and leather jacket. I like he did that incognito at a place where he could have just gone as Harry. Because this is a college he works at and a student Mm. he feasibly could have known. Yeah. (laughs) He had no reason to be incognito. Um, Maggie's fashion. She had an orange polka dot dress, a floral shirt under a black jumper, another Beetlejuice shirt with a scarf, and a red hoodie with silver sequin panels on it. Mm. Looked pretty slick. So they had some good stuff. And Macy had pants. She had pants. (laughs) So, uh, overall, Phelan, what were your thoughts on this episode? Was it good? Bad? <laughs> like, it's very mixed again. It's like, if the show is just about Macy and Galvin, I'd say it's interesting. But the rest of it brings it down. <laughs> like, the pixie thing is kind of funny, knowing what the what the reference was. But I don't. it's all about... Maggie and Parker, and that's just annoying. <laughs> and Mel just seemed really dumb this episode. This was uh, this was three episodes in one, really. Like, um, and they were varying degrees to what good or oh, bad crap. it was. No, I don't want to mm-hmm. forget to mention this before we end this. Like, 
they know the pixie can affect Harry. Oh, yeah. And then they summon the pixie at one point with Harry still in the room. Like, neither them or Harry thinks, oh, yeah, I should probably go because this pixie can influence me. And guess what happens like two seconds after they summon her? It influences him and he gets her out. Yeah, they're so dumb. Ah. <laughs> That plot to me was funny bad. Like, it was clever, the idea of, like, parodying um, a manic pixie dream girl. And it's the same sort of thing as, like, the Glee episode in that, like, I can enjoy this as, like, a cheesy, fun, kind of stupid thing. Mm. Even though it had to do with Parker, like, it was funny to Mm. me. Uh, The stuff with Mel was just boring until the very end, which is pretty funny. Um, And the stuff with Macy and Galvin is pretty solid. Like, that is a storyline I'm interested in following. Mm-hmm. So it was a mixed bag. I can't say if it was good or bad. It was all over the place. Yeah, pretty much. Like, this show's been a lot of the time <laughs> all over the place. Uh-huh. All right. I think that we've uh, talked about all we need to talk about with this episode. Uh, unless there's some other break I don't know about. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with episode 14. Bye, Charmanders!